Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist page. It's a group on Facebook. Best way to interact there or hypercleanstore.com. Nick, fights this weekend? What was it? I don't know. I, I spent time going down memory trail. I did a little bit of me time, which, you know, I'm going to get into that here in a second, man. What was uh, what was the weekend like? I uh, had family in town, so we just did... Uh, Pork butt. Yeah, bar- barbecue. Uh, what did we do? Barbecue, hung out by the pool, hung out in the backyard, you know, hung out with the baby, that kind of thing. We didn't really... We didn't really do all that much. Full 12 hours on the pork butt? Oh, yeah. That's, you know, my secret is I just put it in before I go to bed. I'm not trying to not trying to hang out all day and worry about it. So you did any of that Texas crutch type, uh, you know, that crosses over into pork butts and try and keep it protected after so many hours or it's just uh, open actually, the whole time? Actually, it's usually open the whole time. This time, my smoker, because it got a little chillier at night kind of dipped below where it should have been the whole night so to get it done a little faster at the very end i kind of did the old uh foil it up and and kind of get this thing rolling yeah Yeah. try to get this thing rolling so yeah i mean i'll do whatever works you know the smoking community is a lot like the detailing community they got all these rules i just want the stuff to taste well and taste great so i I don't know why everybody gets all butthurt about how i mean dude the the pellet smoker people and this person and that person look i got them all I have charcoal, I got fire wood, I got, you know, a pellet, whatever, dude. Just do whatever gets you some good food for your family. I don't I don't think all that much about it. Yeah, I love that you made that analogy. I think you could definitely say like full correction to a normal human is the same as like that big ass smoker that people have to put on like wood every hour and yeah, like stick keep burners. Ten- yeah, oh, like man. come on guys, like I plug my shit in just like I'm a go across with a, a good old polish and I get 70% of the stuff out, right? Yeah, I, I, I have, I, a, I have a stick burner. I, I tell people there's times for it. And there's times when my family's in town and I still want to provide good food. And it's like, here you go. I, I, you got to babysit the other shit, you know? And even with the pellet smoker, look, this idea, you set it and forget it is true. And then it's not true. Your pellets start acting up. You, you know, it's, you, you got to keep your eye on both, but yeah, I don't know what the hell everybody it's a wild thing how cooking food became so crazy. You know, it's like one of those things. Well, I would, you know, it's a big deal. We've said it a lot. And many people that have been around the episodes and gone back and listened to even uh, ones from, you know, early starts of 17 and 18 when we were doing them, we would host a lot of events where we'd have detailers come in and, you know, we'd share, you know, product stuff with them or just discussions about things. And I cooked everybody's barbecue all the time nobody gave me shit they loved every bit of it until somebody would make that wise joke and go yeah "Yeah, buddy used an electric smoker yeah Yeah. just relax dude yeah not that serious who cares it tastes awesome yeah i'm big on uh i love charcoal i tell us to everybody there's still nothing like cooking on open charcoal it tastes better your steak tastes better but when i get home at night you know, I got a, a a part of my grill that's just a flat, like a diner, uh, what do you call it, a flat top, where I can just turn heat on underneath it, get my steak done in ten seconds. Look, I don't, I can't always fire up the charcoal, dude. Like, I got a life, I got kids, I got, I got to work, I got the shit well, so, to do. 
well, Brandon Timms, who's in community, was it Blackstone or something like there was some grill that got yeah, released? Yeah, yeah, he got I into saw, that. So mine, I can't stand like, uh, so I got a grill that's hooked up to natural gas in my house. Nice. So, it, you know, it's, it's like a built-in island. Yeah. I can't stand cooking on that thing. So I changed it all. That whole grill now is a flat top. So I just took a like stainless steel thing and put it on there. So that's like now a whole flat top. So, yeah, but look, man, I don't care. I just want my food to taste as good as it can taste. And I want to enjoy some family time. And the weather changed, I think, all around the country. So now sitting out, got the TV on, everybody's chilling. It's real calm. You know, I, I don't know, man. I That's what I'll buy this week is that there's something about I can't stand when it gets cold. But right now is good. But we're just weeks away from me being like, oh, God, I can feel it. I, I, I don't know. I'm hoping it gets put off. But these are, are magical times. It doesn't matter where you live. I mean, I talk to a lot of people around the country, as you know, through HyperClean, people text, hey, what are you doing? What are you guys up to this week? You know, we got a good group and, and good community around that. So I know everybody's uh, – but somebody did tell me they were, I think Dustin Stanley told me he was already down like 38 to 44 overnight. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm out. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I would stand up so everybody could see, but that would be very embarrassing. Mm. This is the first day I've worn pants. And what, how wow. many months? That's I mean, it's. Hey, that's a lot for community to take in. Because that's if, a somebody lot, just, right? if somebody just flies in right on that sentence it's going to be like what's that guy do at the, at the hq over there it's like yeah. those zoom right where people would, <laughs> right remember that as corona and everybody yeah. people would like <laughs> oh dude i love those i love those great but yeah i mean listen trees this is the first day i saw the leaves started turning on trees uh i blamed my wife because she put the damn halloween costumes and stuff out already and we got she got the pillows all changed over and all that stuff you know oh yeah it started Fall is definitely here. So that's what you're buying? I already bought fall. You can't buy it. You bought it No, again? I'm not buying fall because it's technically not fall here. It's like 90 during the day. Uh, so, but I think the official first day of fall did happen. Yeah, maybe. But in, oh. in Vegas, when you people, desert nights, even in the summer, are terrific. But nighttime now where you're sitting out there, nothing's going on. It's 75 degrees or 70. Uh, it look, it's, it's why you live in places like here or Phoenix or Palm Springs, those types of places. It's, it's, you really have about four or five different months around the year where you get this kind of weather that nobody else gets. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess you're going to piggyback my buy from a couple of weeks ago. Fair enough. No, I dude, Did you have my family at your house? I don't think you did. I mean, so I didn't piggyback anything. Wow. Buy and sell is turning into something here recently. <laughs> All right, I am buying myself, um, and I'm buying, this is, uh, like I joked a little bit ago, I'm buying, actually, no, nah, I'm selling. It's not real. I'm selling it. I can't buy it. I'm selling it. Me time. Me time no longer exists. And I don't care if there's a new movie out, which I did watch during some quote-unquote partial me time this weekend and it's a funny movie it's called me time go check it out it's on uh it's either net netflix or amazon i don't remember me time super funny good show but at the end of it they make up right in every movie there's always that battle oh, between yeah. friends and then they make up and it's 
hey, buddy, just start a business. Life will be great. And they close out the movie with <laughs> they started this business together and they yeah. were all happy as can be. And I go, no, 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 that's not real. Just the same as the next day where I thought I had some me time. Listen, every guy can relate to this, right? Sometimes you just got to go out to the garage. Sometimes, oh, yeah. and this, this is a funny part, like to give everybody a little bit of insight to the random conversations Nick and I have as, you know, Nick being close into his forties and me being in my forties, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> what did we see from dads and people when we were oh, younger yeah. and we're going, wait, I really needed, I just wanted to go out to my garage. Like I get the idea of being out in your garage now. So I thought, you know, I'm out there, I'm going to do some cleaning, right? Let's clean up some stuff and put in some work. An hour or so later, like apparently my work wasn't enough. I'd taken a little break and I got <laughs> scolded. Like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? What am I? This is me time. Yeah. I'm working during me time, but it still wasn't enough. So I'm, I'm selling me time's over. Yeah. It's no more me time. It doesn't exist. No, I'll, it's I'll give you the me time story for my weekend. So, you know, when you have people in your house and everybody's staying there and it's all good. But you know, when you have company over and somebody forgot something at the store and you kind of want to get out of the house, you're like, yeah, I'll go. I, I pulled one of those this weekend. I mean, didn't need it. Wasn't that important. Wasn't going to make the, the party any less good. I was like, you know what? I'll go. And then all of a sudden people want to go. And I'm like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Man. Hey, do we actually need that? You know? So yeah, it's it, look, man, you're right. When you get older. And and it's not like you need all day, but sometimes you just want a couple hours where you're just like, Hey, let me go do something. Let me go for a drive. Let me go do this. Let me go run an errand. Let me do something in the garage. Let me do something in the backyard. It kind of takes on all kinds of things for me. I mean, you know, we did the park thing this weekend, which, you know, look, people watching is still top five funniest things to do. What is up with people coming outside of their house in pajamas? They're still in pajamas. You brought that up like a year ago or so. What is going on? Still in pajamas, huh? Oh, now dude, they're at the at parks the, in pajamas. We're at the park. This dude's got pajama pants on. I'm like, you Listen, can't stick Nick, some I think it's on? something that it's the places, the parks you're going to in Vegas. Like, hey, there's got to be. be a code. I mean, could there's got to be. be a code somewhere that's telling you where you should dude, be going. It's it's the craziest thing. I know you see those women with like coming out in house shoes now at the convenience store. Don't act like that's just Vegas. I know Tulsa's got big house shoe population over there. It's a wild scene, dude. But yeah, I mean, the me time thing is a real is a real thing as you get older. I get it now. So do they wear pajamas and have like the little buttons on the top or is it just t No, you know what I mean? It's like you can just tell they didn't have a shower. Like, dude, it's noon. You haven't showered yet. That's that's a wild scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know people probably want us to get to some detailing. <laughs> no, they liked hearing about your parks. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, so speaking of detailing, that's an interesting thing that uh, Dan Gorowski said uh, when we made a post and had some talks about glass cleaner. You know, definitely as an, in other forms of cleaning glass have been newspaper, which you and I have talked about. Listen, Dan had a really cool comment that said, coffee filters i'd never ever seen or heard of that but in theory that. i guess it could make sense yeah but it also just shows you by him sharing that how many people are trying to find a secret to clean glass because it was never as easy as just a glass towel and glass cleaner 
And I know, again, we have a lot of know-it-alls out there that'll say they've never had an issue, but you and I have worked with big teams of people and glass cleaning is tough. Oh, yeah. And so with Dan sharing that, what it shows is how many people were looking and still are probably looking for a solution. That's what makes the glass cleaner launch with our towel, partner together, take the guesswork out of it a little bit unique. And, and I hope that everybody's enjoying. We sold a lot of... We sold a lot of glass towels and a lot of glass cleaners. So I, I think people are still searching and hopefully we're able to solve it. Yeah, definitely. One thing that people are searching for, and it's an answer that has to do with glass cleaner, but more in particularly because there's a theory in glass cleaner that you're supposed to be able to clean the fog off of the windshield. And there is some theories that you can begin to prevent the fogging. So we had a question off of TikTok, which was really cool. Thanks, man. Uh, watched the video on TikTok and asked, you know, well, is there any anti-fogging agents in it? Are we able to do anti-fog with the glass cleaner? I think protectant, like we have in this, will always help with anti-fog. I think it's also a little bit of a misnomer that you're just going to prevent fog altogether. You know, and that's one thing we've tried to do in this podcast to, to people that follow us is, you know, give real advice instead of just saying something that's buzz, right? So I see all this stuff about anti-fog, and I think anti-fog comes down to one word. If the, in, the cleaner the inside of the car of my customers, the less fog that I see over time. And remember, we have a large maintenance business. So I think we have a pretty good grasp on this. But there are customers that we know we have to look over the inside of their windshield, especially. We also know there are customers that inside of their windshield will be good for months and months and months. And I don't think fogging happens for all the reasons that people have been told. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit. Because some of the reasons that we're being told, very common, a lot of people know this. It's this off-gassing that comes from the dash doors it can come from plastics Plastic. yeah it's all the plastic yeah yeah it comes from different different parts people yeah. have listen i'm going over all the things that i've oh, heard got you right these these are all the stuff that people will say i have not ever heard somebody say what you just said that what about all the other stuff that it could come from because right we all know that the cleaner you keep a car plastics, vinyl, whatever yeah. part that might be causing the gas, the cleaner you keep it. And there's also a theory that the more regulated your temperature stage and you're not going from hot to cold a lot, those are two key parts of keeping fog down from the windshield. Common knowledge that other people have said. I have not heard anybody else others say about the cleanliness of the rest of the vehicle, specifically you talking about maintenance. And as you yep. and I have had this conversation, listen, gassing and fogging, when it talks about cleanliness or you talk about cleanliness, we're getting into all other kinds of things that could be left in the car that somebody oh, yeah. leaves for a couple of weeks or a yeah. couple of days. You know, what are some other things that if a car is not kept clean, not just all the other areas that everybody else says, let's look at the rest of the vehicle. This can cause issues too. Yeah. I, people can really get it. Like, think about this. You have a customer, they go to the gym all the time. Okay. They're in shape. They care about their health. They leave their gym bag in the car over a trip, right? They, they leave their car has a gym bag in it with dirty shoes, dirty, you know, sweaty clothes, whatever. 
think about the odor from the shoes, the things coming out of the bag. We all can smell it, but there's also some gases that come off those things as well. And so here's magically what we found in our business. Our best customers leave nothing in the car. I have a bunch of customers. We've never seen a single thing to the point of actually about three or four weeks ago, we have a female client that's like the perfect client. And she left some food in her trunk and my guys about flipped. They were like, Hey, you know, we've been doing this car for like eight years. Did something happen to her? Did she get in a car accident? Why is there food back here? What should we do with it? I mean, I got a phone call about this. That's how on top of it is, you know, when I think back, we've hardly ever had to clean the inside of her windshield and she always drives brand new cars, nothing being left in the car. Think of no food being spilled on the carpet. Uh, also, another thing people don't think about, the things you track in off your shoes that are now embedded in your carpet. When you do proper maintenance on your carpet, like we do, we do a light carpet cleaning, again, by hand and towel and light chemical every time we maintain our client's vehicle. So when you wipe the towel in your Jeep, if you haven't cleaned the carpet in a while, you'll it'll come up black. Right? I know. And I can see the look on your face. You probably haven't done that in a little bit. Who's Jeep? No, mine's yeah. pristine, dude. So, pristine. But I think it's all of that stuff. So we, we've we gotten into this habit in the industry of saying it's off-gassing. That's why, okay, there's plenty of, of dashes of luxurious cars that are all leather, and they still get dirty windshields. So something has to give there. we got to be pretty upfront that anti-fog will happen when you use our glass cleaner because of the protectant in it but it's not going to prevent a really really horrible maintained car from having fog in the windshield that's it this is what kind of sucks about talking detailing right because it all comes back to are you going to take care of it and if the answer is no then there's really no product that's going to help you hmm. well i don't hear many people say that either oh i know i mean everybody knows everything so I mean, we're just here to help, Marty. <laughs> yeah, we're here to help. And it seems to be that the more we're helping, the more I'm hearing from maintenance guys, whether it's, you know, people that have changed their model and began to adapt to the economic times and are moving into more maintenance. You've mentioned shops that massive shops that completely transformed and have, have done many new things, as well as. A lot of maintenance guys that I didn't even know about before that are starting to reach out and go, yeah, man, we started listening. Dude, we built our whole business on maintenance. I've been doing it for five years. One of those guys I talked to last week, and he decided that he wanted to let me know his answer to the community pub question from last week. And so I'd really like to get your answer. Yeah. Because I find this ironic, right? There was a question that we asked last week was, and everybody, listen, the community pub, it's about coming on, enjoying some beverages, having some good time with some other detailers inside of community, and enjoying some questions and dialogue. And the question basically was, you got one car to do. You're at the end of your, your customer. You've already done some other cars. You only got time for one. You got a Bugatti that, you know, super clean. It's got everything done, but you can just do a light maintenance clean it you can or you got a mercedes over here that's going to take quite a bit of work you get to show your skill set the maintenance guy surprised didn't surprise me but surprised i think everybody else because he was basically like yeah i heard everybody else's answers but listen i'm going to do this maintenance get it all cleaned up and i'll be on to my next guy and i'll be back to do this and it's maintenance i'm going to yep. be in and i'm going to continue to maintain this car yep 
I think in the question, it's a little bit of a gotcha to some people where they go, well, I can make more money in this one car. Sure. And, and that's great. But also that customer may not all call you back ever. Uh, they may call you back in six months, a year, two years, and there's no steady income off of that. And so the people that have built maintenance and, and you know, I talked to a guy that does about 2000 cars a month now and started off as a $14 car wash guy. Now they're charging anywhere from 65 to 105 a week for their maintenance clients. You know, we talk about these types of stories, but people don't want to hear it, which is there's no money in maintenance or maintenance. And I don't want to do that. And I want to do that. And it's, there's no money in it is all done from a cheap price mentality. So what you see is guys that think that they're going to go get the bigger ticket. Well, you beat up your body. That person doesn't call you back regularly. That Bugatti might pay you $4,800 a year as a maintenance client. Think about it. One time a week at a hundred bucks, which Bugatti clients are easily going to pay, if not more. You're, you know, you take a few weeks off, you miss a few weeks. Let's call it two weeks vacation, two weeks you miss your client. There's 48 weeks you do it. That's 4,800 bucks a year. What'd the Mercedes guy get you? 300 bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. Let's just say 2,500 bucks. You still lose on the year $2,300 compared to the maintenance guy. And again, that's what you got to weigh, right? What is your most important thing? If you are a now guy, you're going to go for the Mercedes. If you're a, I want to build longevity, you're going to look at the $4,800 a year and go, yeah, that's pretty good money. And by the way, I probably worked on that thing for about a half an hour at a time. So pretty good deal. Yeah. Listen, I, I found it interesting when we were asking the question, everybody's answers. Yeah. And let's do some math. I mean, our maintenance averages about 30 minutes with the two guy crew. So think about that 30 minutes on that Bugatti, which we would easily do because we're so honed in now at 48 total visits would be 24 hours worth of work that we made. Let's just be on the low end, $4,800 for. So 200 bucks an hour is a little bit better than a hundred bucks an hour is a little bit better than 50 bucks an hour, which a lot of guys are making. So you, 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 when you start doing these numbers, this is the part guys who have never done it on a high level and want to bang on maintenance. Don't understand. Nobody's telling you to do $30 maintenance. It's never been said, but I just broke some simple numbers down right off the top of my head of, man, you can make some real cheddar. Definitely. Uh, the other thing that was interesting on the pub the other night was, well, I hopped into a new beer and I bought it specifically because you told me that I, you, you really wanted me to get a pumpkin spice latte. So Dude, come on, when man. I saw it, I go, listen, I've got to get this because Nick, Nick loves pumpkin spice. I know. And Say I'm a sorority girl without saying I'm a sorority girl. I love pumpkin. Let me have a pumpkin spice latte, Marty. Jeez, oh, Pete. Where do we come? <laughs> hey, what does your grandpa think about the beers you're drinking these days? These IPA guys are on a different level. I just love when the you interest I know here's you got preached at about how you poured it. Oh, dude, that made my weekend because to watch you pour a pumpkin beer and the whole specialist group go off, thank God. It was the only good thing about the weekend right there. <laughs> Yeah, they went off because it's a nitro beer and it's you're supposed to actually pour it a little bit different. But hey, listen, I'm pouring this for everybody who wants to go watch it. You can go onto the HyperClean page and go back and, and watch this part. You'll see something that I'm pouring into, Nick. What 
what is this fine uh, fermentation glass? Hey, the HyperClean, uh, one of our, it's going to be kind of limited, right? We're going to try to do different glasses throughout the year. we got a few designs on deck as well. Uh, you know, it's just a little bit of fun. We're trying to do more swag. We got some stuff coming uh, here pretty soon. We are finalizing today. We're just trying to do this stuff to keep guys, you know, get some t-shirts you like, some stickers you like, you know, and this pint glass is another one of those things, right? Just being a part of everything and, you know, we'll share them as, as we get them. And I think this is something cool for the brand. It's a next step for us. And uh, we hope everybody starts to participate in that stuff. Hey, one thing that uh, I've noticed around social media, specifically Facebook, I wonder what it's like, uh, you know, on your feed. Have you noticed there's a lot less people bitching about gas prices? Yeah, that seems to be a uh, that seems to be a dying breed now with with everything else going on, doesn't I'm it? I'm three dollars and twenty something cents the other day. Yeah, we're still in the fives here, uh, you know, but that's pretty normal out here. So, I I never participated in it. So, as you can attest, we don't talk gas prices all that much, except for you know guys bitching about it, but. It's just not my thing. Like I, I try to run our business, so it's not something we have to dwell on. But yeah, it's definitely something that was affecting some people for a long time. The next thing I wonder if we'll start seeing is because I've seen it. I think you said you've seen it is the amount of for sale signs that we're starting to see. Many people going up for sale, many people trying to flip, and it's a wide variety of things, right? Homes to businesses to all kinds of stuff. And many people have a theory, and I'd love to know your thoughts. I mean, is it solely? Is it because of this economy word? What does that mean? I think there's going to be a lot of confusion from detailers or people in car yep. care of, okay, you know, I economy, I don't understand. I mean, we were all making so much money. What, I don't get it. Why is, there, why is there not as many people? Why is there not as much money? What does a higher interest rate mean? Like these... Yep. These questions all start getting, should start getting questioned by people because the tides are changing, which we've said they will. And yeah. we're now starting to see some big, some big, you know, displays of that. So let's break that down for just a second. So first of all, what does a higher interest rate mean? What is it? More expensive money. And what we have now uh, is we had cheap money for a long time. That's what it means. Uh, an interest rate affects a lot of things. It's mainly a commercial banking thing. It's a way uh, it affects the bond market and, and all these different things that aren't really associated with our, but think about in our world, financing cars is affected by the prime interest rate. So let's say I could, you know, finance a used car at 2.3% with really great credit six months ago. I may be financing that same car at 4.8% today. That's a big jump. That's two extra points. Uh, you have this in the home buying space in a big way, right? They went from 2.3% to approaching four, five, 6% when this is all over with. And so what that means is people can afford less house. They, can afford, they can't afford such a high price. It's going to pressurize the system, but they got to pressurize the system. We see inflation out of control. And, and for everybody new to some of this stuff, where inflation hurts is your food, your housing, your car, and housing and car are largely, you know, for most people, dependent on interest rate. 
And so I can buy a $600,000 house at 2%, pay hardly anything for the mortgage. Now I'm paying the same mortgage on a $300,000 house. So what it's going to do is it's going to start slowly lowering prices in certain cities and certain areas. And that's what they have to do to get it under control. So that's the yin and yang. The reason it was so easy for detailers, especially during the pandemic, is during the pandemic, they flooded the market with all this free money. And we all benefited here in the detailing industry because we weren't a restaurant. We weren't shut down. We weren't any of that, right? We were able to work and largely people improved their home, improved their car, had their car refurbished, looked around and said, my yard's in bad shape, hired a landscaper. All of these service-based businesses did well, but they did well off a bunch of fake money in the system. And now by raising the interest rate, they're going to pull all the money out of the system. Okay, so lower money in the system. We're going to dumb that down for some guys and girls. Not yep. saying that it's just the guys that need it dumbed down. Yeah, I hear you. Can't be Usually it money. is though, right? Yeah, Usually yeah, it is. Yeah. So when I think of that for my business though, because I'm out cleaning cars, whether it's maintenance, whether it's in a shop, whether it's full detail. I mean, what? however we find ourselves cleaning cars, why should I really care about that? I'm not, if I'm not in the market to buy a home, you yep. know, it, I get it. Okay. If, if I'm going to buy a home right now, I'm going to pay more for yep. the money that I'm sure. borrowing. I'm, I might not be in the market to buy a car. Yeah. Why, what does it matter to me? I, I'm just cleaning cars. Well, because there's going to be less movement in the car market, number one. And largely the detailing industry does really well on newly bought used cars or bought new cars. That's where detailers thrive, right? Most detailers have gone to some sort of model where they really feed on new car details, ceramic coating applications, PPF applications, things like that. That's where all of our higher tickets were located. Look, you're going to be more in the refurbished business for a while because it's going to slow down the sale of cars. They, they have to, all right? You can't just keep going and going and going and going. That's when things are not worth anything, right? You just get these crazy numbers where nobody can pay. Pause. You said slow down the sale of cars, but we don't have a ton of cars out there because we're still on this shortage. Yeah, so so, so I, I that, I'm really weekend, confused yeah, here. So what I would realize this weekend is I think also shortage of cars is very localized. We have plenty of cars on the lot here in Vegas. They can lie to you, but I can see all the cars I can drive by, right? Uh, you know, the CarMax here, the Porsche dealership here. You know, look, maybe the inventory's tight, but what's the news you're getting out of Tulsa? I mean, we're getting it from a lot of different, we deal with a lot well, of Well, let me say, the news, the news is that the dealerships aren't selling yeah. and that they're so, now, so, yeah, now so over, the, over the past yeah. years have never been, this is the interesting part. And this is very, nobody else will say this either. This is a very interesting part. Not only have dealerships over the past years been having incredible numbers. This is the first time that anybody that's been a vendor for a dealership has gone, and they haven't really combed over the pricing. They haven't yep. really been concerned. They understand everything's going up. So when we've increased prices, they haven't said a word. Now? They're mm -mm. coming over the invoices. Now they're coming over the invoices. Now people are making phone calls. Now we're trying to see if we can get better deals. Yeah. And, and this is what people have to understand is that the, the, the car dealer is going to look around and go, we're going to go through a bad time. What they don't realize is, they also went through a record time. So now it's time for the downturn. 
And a downturn always comes. We're about five years late on the downturn. Usually we have a downturn about every seven years of an economy. We were supposed to have it in 17 and 18. They started flooding the market with money. And all of a sudden you have inflation, right? It's okay. People get all like political about this. We've had inflation before. We've had, you know, times of recession. I'm not giving this out to be uh, panic, right? Too many people take conversations like this and get panicked. It's just so you understand what's happening. So if you're having a bad week in your business, you don't magically need to start panicking and lowering your prices and freaking out and losing your mind because you watch something on the news. It's just understanding that we're going to go through a tough period. And there's ways when you understand it to go, okay, I need to change this a little bit, or maybe I need to talk a little differently, or maybe I need to get more educational for my customers. It's going to be harder to get money for the foreseeable future because there's just going to be less money to get. That's what tightening the economy looks like. If you had people in your area that had $250,000 to spend on detailing in your whole town two years ago, what if I took that number and said, now they only have 100000 to spend? That's the basic local way of looking at what's going to happen in the marketplace. That's a really, really rough way of talking about it. It's not high level to talk about it that way. But let's say here in Vegas, there was a million dollars to spend on detailing last year. If there's 500000 this year, there's just less money in the system. And that's a basic way of looking at it. Okay. Let me push back with a question now. I get it that that means there's less money in the system. The government's not sending out as much. It's harder to get the money. But if they're not, customers aren't able to get new cars, yep. used car for them, that might be a new car. Either way you want to look at it, interest rates have gone up. They're not getting a brand new car or a pre-owned vehicle. They're keeping the vehicle that they have. So there's less money being spent in the area, but I would imagine that more people are wanting to keep their cars cleaner or Agreed. wanting to quote unquote maintain them because they're yep. going to be keeping them longer. Is it that though, that detailers quote unquote people in the industry, and let's just do this locally, if they're not seeing that it went from two fifty to one hundred thousand I got to ask the question because people always ask, well, was that the time that I should lower my price, right? We've said it. One of the major questions always being asked is, well, what price should I have? If we're seeing a dramatic change in the amount of money in the system, yep. is now the time for a detailer to go, okay, I should lower my price? Yeah. Unfortunately, right now, inflation is up. So everything costs more. So you're in a tricky time. If you lower your price, you could be underwater. Explain right. that. Okay. Uh, let's look at a place like Phoenix that was reported to have about 15% around 15% inflation. It was the highest in the U.S. That means that if I sold a service three years ago for 1000 and I sold it today for 1000 I was already 150 bucks underwater. I didn't even change anything. So imagine if that guy who didn't raise his price 150 to keep up with inflation sees his business coming in less, 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 lowers his price to 850 on that same service. He's not actually down 150 bucks. He's down 
And so now you got to ask, how sustainable is that? Because he should have raised 15%, and there's that yep, difference. There's that difference. He should have been at 1150 for the $1,000 service. He's now lowered it to 850 thinking, hey, I'm going to keep up with the market going down. Inflation is not going to go down immediately. This is going to take some time. And so you can't make up that $300 difference. The way I view it, and what we have been saying, especially behind the scenes the last 18 months, is instead of lowering your price, figure a package at a lower price that you can sell to people and make the same margin. So let's say my one step in a one year is $499. And you go, man, times are tough in my area. Can't sell it. Folks, I'm using an example here. So just follow along and don't think this is for everybody or it means that you have to do this. It's just an example. That's what I'm charging for a quick one step in a one year. Okay. How do I put on a one year in less time and give them a better price? Wash, decon, apply a one year, $299. i have lowered my price technically in someone's mind, but I've actually cut a step out, which is more manpower. So I haven't lowered my price. I've offered a more affordable package with the whole idea that I'm still trying to make as much money as I can on my package. And it's still a lot of value to the customer and it's still a way of operating. And, and that's what I think in these times you see smart business owners do is, hey, I know I'm gonna have to offer some lower priced packages, but I'm going to offer them in a way that I'm not affected on my profit. Because if, if I start making less profit, I'm on my way to being out of business. I know it's just an illustration, but Nick, there's an insane amount of the market that literally is still arguing that you have to put that polisher on the paint. Yeah, but here's the great thing. You don't have to be one of those buffoons that goes down with the ship. There's plenty of people that could have gotten a life raft on the Titanic. They wanted to go down with the ship. It's really great, but you died. So you got to make those decisions as an adult. You know, this is where a lot of theories are going to be put to the test. And we've been warning about it, warning about it, and I'm done warning about it. I already know what's going to happen. A lot of guys are unfortunately going to go down with the Titanic. Don't want to see that happen. But there's absolute ways to, to be clever in business, offer lower priced packages that you make the same amount of profit on. And that's what you have to start working yourself around in your business. You can't just go and for my $4.99 package, lower the price to $2.99 because I'm scared and I need money. All of a sudden, you're, you're going to find yourself out of business. Okay, but... If I'm going to ask those questions and I'm going to really start to think about lowering and changing a package and offering, does that not like, does that not like make me less of a detailer? Nah, I'd rather be in business. I mean, that's what some people are going to have to ask themselves. I mean, if you don't want to be in business anymore, go down with the ship. But, you know, you can only have price integrity on everything and not offer a more affordable package when times are great. Sooner or later, and we've heard this from very prominent guys that are in the chemical space and detail as well, where they go, hey, man, I added this package at the beginning of the year. Like I knew I saw the writing on the wall. I got this real quick in, you know, interior exterior package we do. It's 500. Yeah, man, I used to do nothing but 2,500, but 
I saw the writing on the wall and I made an adjustment and it's okay to make adjustments. I, I don't know why there's such a defeatist mentality other than, you know, this idea that there's only one way to do it in my business. I mean, we've offered a lot of packages over the last 12 years. There's okay. packages we've taken out. There's services we've taken out. There's services we've added. Everything changes. It's all fluid. The other pushback that I know is out there that's could be presented, and this is, I think it'd be fun to, to go back and forth on is, well, what happens when I'm just the low price like everybody else, all right? I mean, are we just going to basically crater the market to be the lowest price possible? Look, a lot of people in a lot of different parts of this industry, PPF, ceramic coating, paint correction, interior, exterior, are always going to race to the bottom. The question you always have to ask yourself is, can I stay in business doing that? And you and I in our career have watched a ton, I mean a ton of low price guys. I don't think any of those guys are in business in Tulsa, Oklahoma or Las Vegas as of now. I saw guys come in low priced in 2010, 2011, and the years, every year since. Nobody who stays and chases being the lowest price guy ever seems to be able to make it. So you can certainly chase that. You got to be highly efficient. You got to be on top of your numbers and your expenses and your employees. And I mean, that's just a tough way to make a buck. You and mentioned employees, but there's, it's I mean, hard to hire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? hire like, once you're the lower guy, once yeah. you're at the lowest price, like I said, even guys that I know that made millions off the $50 detail, they were making 25 bucks per detail. They weren't, they were low in price, but not low in margin on what they were doing. They were still making 50% of that money and that's scalable. And so it's really tough because I know how hard it's going to get for guys to say this. And, and, and I completely understand how tough it's getting and going to get, but you need to look at the advice you've taken and maybe come to a new way of thinking if you're struggling. Well, and one way to think is what we're seeing massive success throughout our community is like you mentioned, hyperclean Uno, hyperclean dose. It was a perfect for people, perfect opportunity for them. Yep. And you know what? We're going to continue to release things that help you as a maintenance detailer, help you as a detailer, help you as someone that just enjoys keeping a clean car. Yeah. Well, think about wash clay and seal. You know, you may be looking at where somebody can't even do an Uno package. Do you have something? Well, we may have something that's even more powerful than anything on the market that allow you to do something really quickly and offer an even more affordable package and give them the coding-like experience without an actual coding, right? And so now we're in a position where how can I leverage all of these things inside the hyperclean world to build packages that allow me to not only survive, but thrive during the downturn? Because now is when you want to put your foot on the gas. This is something we'll get into more and more as this hits, but now is the time that the people that are successful in business are going to be looking to put the pedal to the metal and advance their business the most during the downturn. And we'll get into that later, but we got a lot of products guys can leverage and do affordable packages that your shop, your mobile, whatever can make a lot of money on and advance your business in a big way. 
Yeah. And I'm excited about that. I really am. I think the uniqueness of you and I together we've shared is, is beyond what anybody else has and, and being able to have that insight to provide a product that is not just a theory type product, but one that you and I have vegged to say, listen, we've been in business. We're understanding what it takes. And this is something that you can make money with and be successful. I know in my deepest part of my gut that there are thousands of us inside of community that will do as just as you said, we will thrive. While others falter, while others may go away, we will thrive and we will find new places. We will grow into new customers. We will continue to develop new things for our business, even while there's a scarcity or while others are struggling. That's the beauty of having such a community. And yep. Nick, for everybody, I know that we can never say it enough. Uh, it is just awesome. You know, it's, it's awesome for everything that's growing inside of the specialist group as, as well as inside the episodes. The Saturday episode is very unique. And listen, guys, there's a lot of insight there where you can grasp even more. So always love it, Nick. Enjoy your, uh, your week-long vacation. We'll see you in, what, <laughs> mid-October? <laughs> yeah. I think uh, towards uh, Halloween, you know, hey, we'll I'm get gonna, you back, huh? Hey, I'm going to be working, uh, unlike your beach vacations, I'll be trying to sell some hyper-clean products down in Houston here the rest of the week. But everybody have a great week. Marty, thanks for everything, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See y'all. Hi, community. This is Marshall. Curious. What do you do with that kind of information? It's a lot to intake. It's a lot to digest. Many of you, as I know, since you've sent me text messages, you will actually go back and re-listen to that a couple different times, like you have had to on other episodes, to grasp fully what it would mean for you and your business. Hmm. What do you do? I know one thing that you definitely should do is you should begin to wake up every day, reinforcing to yourself of the success that you're going to have. While others may falter and while others may tarry, you will continue to encourage. You'll continue to uplift. You'll continue to grow. You'll continue to strive. While others grind, while deep down into it, you will actually start to rise and you will begin to climb. And I am looking forward to seeing all of your success. Thank you so much for being part of community. And this is Marshall. Hope you make it a great day.